I'm Josh. And I'm Gabriel. And welcome back to Reading the Gospel. Today, we are going to focus on the gospel as it was presented to the people of Israel. Do you mean that the gospel does not belong only to the New Testament? No, and we've already seen this, that the gospel began in the time of Adam. Um, Mm -hmm. We we saw that through Abraham, and now we are looking at the the people of Israel, more specifically in in the Old Testament. In the Old Testament. We have an interesting verse in the book of Hebrews, chapter 4, verse 2. And the author, speaking about the people of Israel, says, For indeed, the gospel was preached to us as well as to them. Mm-hmm. Um, in, that was New King James Version. In English Standard Version says, For the good news came to us just as to them. I like the gospel and good news are interchangeable. So the good news, the gospel was preached to the people of Israel uh, in the Old Testament. Now, just uh, clarification, the people of Israel, these are the descendants of Israel. Um, And uh, we we really pick up their story in Egypt Mm -hmm. when they are slaves to Pharaoh. Um, and the story of Moses in, in Exodus. Liberation from Egypt yeah. uh, is the moment when uh, this bunch of slaves, relatives to each other, become a nation yes. with laws, with a name, and they are even promised a territory. Yeah. Now I'm more curious to see in what way God preached the gospel to the people of Israel of the old. God put a system in place Mm -hmm. that was in the center of the camp um, of the Israelites um, and ultimately was in the center of the city, the the capital. Um, He put a system in place, a sanctuary system that preached the gospel to the children of Israel. So you want to say that even for people of Israel in the Old Testament, the gospel was central was in the middle, uh, was visible, mm-hmm. and it was supposed to be experienced by everyone. And not just experienced once a year. Mm-hmm. This was supposed to be experienced continually. Um, you know, they were directed to turn to the temple and to pray in the morning and the evening. So if we have listeners who just join us, would you like to have a quick description of the sanctuary service? Yes, so the sanctuary service, God instructed Moses, uh, well, the children of Israel through Moses to build a tabernacle um, where the children of Israel could come before the Lord and bring sacrifices, mainly sacrifices, but but bring um, their, their service to God. Um, what was the main purpose of those sacrifices? Those sacrifices were to atone for sins, uh, to, to make... To reconcile with God? Yeah, to, to connect with God and to ask forgiveness for where they have gone mm-hmm. wrong. So would you like to quickly review the, the journey of a person who was convicted by God uh, that he was a sinner yeah. uh, all the way to the moment when he would go back um, without carrying that load of guilt and sin? Yeah, so let's say we were... Um, 
Israelites back then and I sinned, I would then go and I would find a, a spotless lamb, a sacrifice, and I would, uh, without blemish. Why a lamb? Um, because... Well, why an animal? Well, and God tells us this, that this lamb is a substitute mm -hmm. uh, for Jesus Christ. So that is the core of the gospel. Yeah. And, and it points forward, and, and we say that. The, the, John says this, John the Baptist, as he sees Christ coming, behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Wow. And, and so you take that spotless Lamb and you take it to the, the priest, um, and, and then you put your hands on the head of the Lamb. And the Lamb, the lamb was on the altar of sacrifice outside the tabernacle, yeah. right? Yeah, you're, you are signifying transferring your guilt mm -hmm. onto that lamb. It was then the job of you, the, the sinner, to, um, to slice the, the neck of the lamb, thus killing the lamb. Um, and the blood was caught by the priest. He, they would then burn it on the altar. And at that point, you would go home forgiven knowing that your sins, your your guilt has been transferred to that lamb. Mm -hmm. So the sanctuary service uh, represented uh, God's plan of redeeming us from sin, mm -hmm. one sin at a time. Yeah. Very good. It, it goes beyond that, though. Um, it, sorry, did you want to? No, no, go ahead. So, so it goes beyond that because that's an average sinner. You know what, what they would experience but then then within the system itself we have priests who are ministering on behalf of the people and there's um the holy place you know we have this outer courtyard with the altar um and the laven uh the wash basin then then we have the holy place and most holy place this is in the mm -hmm. tent itself mm -hmm. and in the holy place we have priests ministering before god on a daily basis mm -hmm. When you walk in on the right, there's a table, the table of showbread. Uh, straight in front of you, uh, in front of the curtain between the holy and the most holy place, there's the altar of incense, and to the left, there's the seven golden candlesticks. Mm -hmm. And each one of these points to um, points towards what is going on in heaven to work towards our salvation. Mm -hmm. So each one of those symbols are connected to a facets or a work of Jesus Christ on our behalf. Mm -hmm. And Jesus is the core of the gospel. Yes. Jesus sacrifice, paying the final penalty for, for sin. Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ died for us. And that is the good news. And that good news is being embedded and symbolized in any uh, piece of the furniture in the sanctuary. Yeah, I mean, take the um, golden candlestick for instance, you know, this provides light. The The priest would pour oil in and keep it burning constantly. That The oil, the light, is representative of the Holy Spirit. And what does the Holy Spirit do towards our salvation? Well, he does everything. Mm -hmm. um, he convicts us of sin when yeah. we are home. He gives us the strength to have the lamb under the arm and walks through the uh, middle of the congregation all the way to the center where the sanctuary was. Mm -hmm. The Holy Spirit is there to work the meaning in our minds for every step of the process. Yeah. And the Holy Spirit plants that new peace in the heart that by faith 
And as a result of this sacrifice, we are being uh, forgiven. That means we are being saved. And that is good news, that it's not up to me. Mm -hmm. It is a work that God does as I allow it to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the gospel is is something that that it's a gift from God that comes to us not just through the sacrifice of Christ, but also through the the changed life. That it's not my job. And in the same way, the gospel preached to Adam and to Abraham were primarily in the form of a promise. Mm-hmm. The promise is implicitly here, mm-hmm. right? When I go home. I know that the priest uh, ministers in between the showbread and Jesus Christ said, I am the living bread that comes from above. And on the other side, it was the light that represented the Holy Spirit. These are the two sources or resources for me to stay away from sin from now on. I go home not only forgiven, but I go with the promise that by the indwelling of Christ and his Holy Spirit, I may have the power to overcome. Yeah. And this is indeed good news is the gospel. It is like that verse from 1 John chapter 1, verses 9 and 10. If we confess our sin, Christ is faithful not only to forgive us and just, right, but also to cleanse the fountain of sin, our hearts, mm-hmm. where sin is being conceived. Yeah, and so we've seen from, again, with Adam, God tells Adam what he's going to do. He, he tells him the gospel. With Abraham, he demonstrates it. Mm-hmm. And then take your son, your only son, and take him to a mountain and, and sacrifice him. And when he gets there to sacrifice his son, God intervenes and God provides a scapegoat or a replacement, a redeemer. And, and then now with the children of Israel, God is not only doing this just once, he's providing it daily. That in the, in the center of their experience, here is the gospel, here is forgiveness. There is another way in the Old Testament uh, in which God has preached or helped the people of Israel experience the good news, the gospel. Mm-hmm. And that is summarized in the Hebrew word goel. Yeah that uh, translated is Redeemer. Yes. So tell us a little bit uh, about this concept. When was it applied and in what circumstances and with what result? Yeah, and and the best example we have of this is the story of Ruth. Mm -hmm. Um, Ruth, she goes with her family to another land, or sorry, she was in another land. Um, She marries into a family that has exiled into uh, her land, and, and then her husband dies, and her her father-in-law dies, and and her brother-in-law dies, and and so now it's just her mother-in-law, Ruth, and her sister-in-law, and they her Naomi decides to go back to Israel. Ruth goes with her, and and when Ruth gets there, there's no inheritance because the inheritance is passed down through the men. Um, and there is no man left. There, there's no one to carry on the name of Naomi's family. And so we, we have this Goel, this, this redeemer that redeems the blessing or the, the promise, the, the inheritance of this family. 
And so the closest relative yeah. had this um, privilege and also responsibility to pay the price for whatever the value of the land was after a number of years of being sold, right? The value would uh, mm -hmm. go down. And paying the price, practically that was the, um, the price to buy back, uh, to redeem. Um, what in the New Testament, there is a word used in King James, New King James Version, that Jesus Christ is the propitiation. Yeah. That is the price, a redeeming price that was paid for us. Yeah, yeah, and in, in the story of Ruth itself, we see that there is a closer kinsman mm -hmm. than Boaz, and he wants the land for himself. You know, because when Ruth and or when Naomi and her husband left, this land went into someone else's hands. Mm -hmm. um, but now he wants this, and and he can buy it. But he doesn't want to redeem the person, only the land. Exactly. Because part of that is you take the person as well. And so when he finds mm -hmm. out, oh, I have to take that, he doesn't want it. To redeem a person uh, in that mindset would be to give the chance to that person to have a family and to have descendants that will inherit that land that is being buy bought back. Exactly. So the redeemer pays for the land Mm -hmm. with the idea that it's not going to be his, mm -hmm. it's going to be the descendants of the people who um, who owned it. And this is what Jesus did. Mm -hmm. Jesus came and, and paid for our sins so that we could have eternal life. He, he is our redeemer, our and, Goel. Um, both Paul and Peter, primarily Peter says, we have been bought back or redeemed, mm -hmm. not with... Uh, uh, currency from a specific country, but with the blood of Jesus Christ, yeah. not with silver, with gold, but the price for our redemption is the life and the death of Jesus Christ. Yeah. So the children of Israel had a number of different presentations of the gospel through mm -hmm. the sanctuary, through uh, stories like Ruth, the prophets, and, and we're going to look at some of those over the next coming episodes. Um, but I want to end going back to the verse that you started reading, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 2, and I'm reading from the NIV, and it says, For we also have had the gospel preached to us just as they did, but the message they heard was of no value to them, because those who heard it did not combine it with faith. Wow. We have to receive the gospel by faith. Yeah, it, it has to do something. And, and we saw this in 1 Corinthians a couple episodes ago that um, when we heard the gospel, we stood. That the gospel should make a change in our life. Mm -hmm. um, that, that just having it go in one ear and out the other is not enough. We see that with the children of Israel. They, they were surrounded by this, yet they kept going after other gods or going after other women in foreign lands and things and, and the problems that that caused. So um, the gospel is needs to completely change who we are. Mm -hmm. Let us have a word of prayer as we close. Father God, I thank you that you have given us
the gospel in multiple forms. Mm -hmm. The children of Israel had it in a sanctuary service that was in the center of them that had services that drew their mind towards the good news of Jesus Christ every single day. Mm -hmm. And Father, they did not avail themselves of that. They did not use that in faith to to change. But I pray we will. Mm -hmm. We have uh, wonderful access to the Bible on our phones, just on our fingertips, wherever we need it. May we constantly surround ourselves with the gospel and know that, that Jesus Christ did come to redeem us. Mm-hmm. And Father, may that change us. May we stand, and in faith, may we share the good news with others. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.